0: Welcome to A Wealthy Life For Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our personal definition of wealth through conversations with talented and successful women who are living their version of a wealthy and meaningful life. Teresa Leftenant is owner of Reinventing Her Money, a boutique financial planning and wealth management company located on Seattle's east side. Teresa is a licensed financial advisor and certified financial planner professional.
1: Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. CFP and Certified Financial Planner. The Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated owns the certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for an individual. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified professional. Our guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial, Teresa Tenet, or Reinventing Her Money. And
2: welcome to episode 34 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we support women to create their own version of a wealthy life. I've been a CFP certified financial planner and a wealth advisor for over 30 years. And professional women and their partners hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence so they can build the financial resources they need to pursue their passions, explore who they are and express their inner talents and live their personal dreams. Join us every week to hear my expert guests and I explore seven aspects of living a wealthy life, including our finances, physical health and wellness, professional and career, mental and emotional wellness, recreation and fun, relationships, and contribution and legacy. I'll share inner power qualities that women can develop and the latest thoughts on wealth and financial fitness. Today's episode is part of our mental and emotional wellness series. And my guests and I are gonna share our thoughts on mindfully managing stress and overwhelm. Today, one in four women are considering downshifting their careers or leaving the workforce entirely due to burnout. This is according to the McKinsey & Company Women in the Workplace study. About 617,000 women left the workforce in September alone. Women, particularly women of color, are are just exhausted due to challenges of the pandemic that include managing their work life and child and elder care. And conversations are increasing about how companies can accommodate all working women by building in flexibility across their organizations to meet individual circumstances, say top HR executives at Hewlett-Packard. But before we explore how women, and especially mothers, can make progress in managing all these new challenges we're dealing with, I want to touch on a word that I explored several years ago while writing my book, and that word is reinvention. Now, my definition of reinvention is the process of getting the dream out of your head and into your life. On this show, I encourage women to make going for their dreams a top priority so you can think bigger and grow yourself into the person who's living a bigger and more joyful life. But that's not to say that our smaller dreams are not important, too. When we succeed at getting any dream out of our head and into our life, it can motivate us to work on even bigger dreams. Life is very different from how it used to be, isn't it? So it's not surprising that women are experiencing unprecedented levels of stress and overwhelm. But what I know to be true is that you, women, are tough and that there are infinite possibilities in front of you. All you need to do is decide that you can expand into those possibilities because you have everything you need. Already installed inside of you to live the life of your most secret inner dreams. You have the energy, you have the competence, the imagination, and the inner power just waiting to be activated. You know, our lives do not have to be just a set of problems that need to be solved. We can all choose to change our perspective from solving problems to manifesting dreams think about it this way. Could you change the way you talk about your life? Instead of telling your friends, I have so many problems, you could say, I have so many dreams to get out of my head and into my life. So on this show, I am inviting you, the normal everyday woman, to make a decision to follow your dreams and change your life in a way that fills up your heart with the promise of a better tomorrow. No matter how large or small your dreams are, you have what it takes to turn a dream into reality. Just for an example, that's what I did. I had a few dreams and I pursued them by taking steps that got me closer and closer every day. And now I'm living them. I dreamed of owning my own business and now I do. I dreamed of living a romance novel relationship with my husband and I do. I dreamed of traveling in comfort and style and I do when this is all over. (laughs) And I dreamed of creating a healthy fit body and now I have one. I dreamed of writing a book and I did. I dreamed of speaking internationally. I dreamed of hosting a podcast and I'm living both of those dreams. I dreamed of having a million dollars banked, and now I do. And I have more dreams that I know will soon be realized. So you might ask, what did it take for me to get all of those dreams out of my head and into my life? Well, it took a continual daily process of believing I could and taking new steps forward every day. You see, I believe that every woman listening right now is born to live her dreams. And reinvention is the process of recreating yourself and aspects of your life into the expression of your dreams. Reinvention is renewing, reshaping, rethinking, and reworking your life for the sole purpose of experiencing an exquisitely joyful life. So let that sink in for a minute. I can't get the answer. Are you experiencing an exquisitely joyful time in your life right now? Well, if you weren't put on this planet to experience exquisite joy, you wouldn't be able to feel it. But you can feel it. And doesn't it feel amazing? Reinvention can also be about enhancing parts of your life that are already on track but aren't giving you the juice that you know is there, but you can't seem to access. And that's what we're gonna talk more about today. Perhaps your already successful life has just taken a little bit of a beating because of our current circumstances. Perhaps all that is required is a bit of a reinvention correction. You can make the decision to apply what you already have, the gifts you were born with and the talents you've developed, along with the strong intention to get your successful life back on track. There are several steps that successful women who've gone before us that they already embrace. And I weave these reinvention pillars into my financial reinvention blueprint, which you can learn more about at reinventinghermoney.com. And I'm gonna quickly share four of them today. So pillar number one is Reinvention is giving up what you should do for what you were born to do. I think every woman alive today has been taught a version of a, shall we say, should life, and she must find her own path to a could life. So what could you be doing instead of what you've been taught you should be doing? Pillar number two is that you've put her And the her I'm talking about is that unique feminine inner essence that we all have. Well, you've put her aside on behalf of everyone else and it's time to reinvent her. In order to walk through the doorway to a freer and wealthier life, you will need to do an excavation. Your job is to dig up your beautiful inner spirit that may be buried deep inside because our culture does a pretty good job convincing us to hide her, to protect her, to cover up her power. Reinvention is about stepping into her power and letting her shine. Pillar number three is, reinvention begins with telling the truth. The real journey for women is the journey to living her truth. I'm not talking so much about Telling lies or telling the truth, but about how women often avoid the truth because it's inconvenient or it feels uncomfortable. But to change our lives and live our dreams, it requires that we seek out our own personal truths. Reinvention is a journey to the truth of who you are. And pillar four is the desire for more is the doorway to reinvention. Have you ever been asked, what do you want? And you found yourself answering, I don't know. This is kind of common for women because we turn off that part of ourselves. I call it our wanter. (laughs) Reinvention gives us an opportunity to turn our wanter back on and explore the desires of our inner spirit. So there are more reinvention pillars that I'm going to be sharing with you in the weeks ahead. So I invite you today to ponder this idea of reinvention in your own life. How could you turn shoulds into coulds? How could you explore your inner essence? How could you uncover your personal truths? And how could you unleash your wanter? Let's continue to explore these ideas of reinvention with our guest today. Dr. Modak helps working moms set boundaries and overcome overwhelm so they can thrive as parents, workers, and partners. In addition to helping working moms rediscover their inner joy through one-on-one coaching and transformational retreats, ISH has created the Mindful Working Mom Collective to help translate individual change to system transformation. When she's not spurring on working moms to be self-focused, you can find Ish indulging her wanderlust with her family, having deep conversations in the minivan with her two girls, and finding her next Netflix series binge, much to the chagrin of her husband. (laughs) Well, welcome to the show, Ish. I'm so excited to have you here today and looking forward to our conversation.
3: Thank you. I am so excited to be here, Teresa. This is—I've uh, been waiting for this for um, a while—and I just loved everything that you just talked about.
2: <laughs> well, thank you, so, thank you so much. I want our listeners to get to know you a little bit, like I do. So, take a moment before we have to take a break. Just tell us about your life, your yourself, your job, your family. Tell us about yourself.
3: Yeah. So I am a physician and that breaks down actually into a couple of different parts. I teach internal medicine residents. I have a formal role in our um, residency program and associate program director. I'm also a medical director of our, of a multi-specialty residency clinic. Um, And I'm a mom to two girls. They're 12 and 17 years old. I have a husband who is a physician. So we are a uh, we're a busy household just like all the households um you know across America and um you know life it's like that's like an interesting thing these days like what is life and um you know there is a pre-pandemic and you know during the pandemic life so uh, we've, these last few months, I've had to navigate uh, this pandemic life, you know, going to work because um, I actually did not have the opportunity to be at home um, in the, we had to really go to work and uh, take care of patients. Um, but I also had to navigate that as uh, my two girls early on had to do virtual school. Um, and as we transitioned into the fall semester, uh, we've had some, you um, We've had some pretty big transitions. I My 17-year-old went off to boarding school, mm-hmm. and uh, my 12-year-old stayed uh, virtual, and that that has been um, that has been a story in and of itself about how uh, there's this been push and pull uh, between my 12-year-old and myself. And uh, surprisingly, I wanted her to go back in person, and she did not want to. So we've had to honor that, um, and also just trying to figure out um, a, a new lifestyle. Uh, for us during the pandemic when um, our family is very used to uh, going out, doing things, and and traveling. Uh, that has been, we, we had um, three or four major trips planned this year and they have all um, not occurred and so we've had to figure out how to um, do something different, uh, but that still honors our inner souls.
2: We, I think uh, a lot of people are mourning the loss of their lives, their, their travel, their connection with, uh, people. And, um, you know, your life has really spells out a recipe for stress and burnout. So I want to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to talk about how you found your way through these, you know, you found the journey to your truth around how you had to reorganize your family and work through all of these challenges. So come right back, everyone, to A Wealthy Life for Her.
3: Hey, moms. Do you want to be more present with the people you love and earn what you deserve at work while having more fun? Do you need to set new boundaries based on your core values and goals? I was totally burned out, physically and emotionally exhausted. I felt like there was never enough hours in the day. My kids were suffering, my husband was upset and I hated my dream job. Luckily, I found the secret to living a mindful and calm life. I spend more time with my family and received the promotion I wanted at work. I can guide you to your personal pathway to a peaceful and meaningful life through my one-on-one coaching and virtual retreats. For more information, email me at ishmodak at gmail.com. You deserve to enjoy your life.
0: Professional women face unique challenges from financial and life circumstances that threaten their long-term financial security. Women earn less than men, live an average five years longer, take time out from their careers to raise children, and are less confident making financial choices. Are you ready to solve the challenges that are robbing you of financial independence? Visit ReinventingHerMoney.com and schedule a chat with a female financial planner who cares.
1: Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Dr. Sanjay Gupta brings you health tips for a better life, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m., 8 a.m., and 5 p.m. Right here on KKNW.
2: And welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant and my lovely guest, Dr. Ish Modak. She's a physician, a wife, a mom, and founder of the Mindful Working Mom Collective. So what we were talking about before the break is this whole recipe for stress and overwhelm that a lot of women are having to deal with. So help us understand what's important about, you know, this whole idea of stress and overwhelm.
3: So, you know, this question really boils down to why are we still talking about stress, <laughs> right? Stress is like, I mean, it, it's, it feels like we haven't been able to uh, overcome this issue of stress. And there's a couple of reasons for that. And number one is that we are trying to stamp out stress and it actually is a very important part of how we go about doing things in our lives. And so I think this concept of never having stress is one that continues the stress cycle. So that's one thing and we can d- dig into that um, you know, more. But the other thing is that we are really not living our individual value systems. And that's a very important part of the stress cycle. So we have cultural expectations, family expectations, our own expectations, I mean, expectations galore. And we take those on without really, and and women especially, without really thinking through, do these expectations really mesh with my own core values? And when that happens, we are living for something else. And mm-hmm. that just, that puts us into this part of the stress cycle that really just eats away at our bodies and eats away at our mind. And so that is, um, so we're still talking, we're still talking about stress because we're approaching it from a completely um, different standpoint than what we should be talking about stress for. Stress is really important in understanding. So you know, I, I'm sure that everybody has heard of fight, flight, freeze, right? And digest, right? And that's really important is to understand when we are being threatened and mm-hmm. using um using those resources in our body and in our minds to be able to protect ourselves. But we've gotten to the point where everything is looked at as a threat to our inner systems. And that is, um, we never change over to the non-adrenaline system. We never rest and digest. Even our sleep cycles, which is a big, huge part of that, we cut those short. And so um, that's what's it's important to understand um, why stress is important and why we have to change the conversation about stress. We have to understand our values, and we have to understand when the stress is important and how to manage that on a daily basis.
2: I'm so uh, glad that you talked about there's good stress and then there's bad stress, but the overall thing that you're saying is that our culture is just so go, go. And, and there's so much pressure to, uh, to achieve and to be uh, a certain way. And that's what I was trying to talk about in the, in the beginning is that we have to break down all of those uh, thoughts that we have about our own life and really give ourselves permission to, journey to our own truth, to, to find who we really are so that we can enjoy our life instead of feeling that constant adrenaline system. Is that kind of what you're saying?
3: Absolutely. And you know, I can, I'll bring it down to a couple of examples that have just occurred in our family uh, around school during the pandemic and, um, and, and those value systems. So I'll just talk about my uh, now 12-year-old, she just turned 12 in um, October, uh, but about this difference between me wanting her to go to school in person because of her age and wanting her to interact and thinking through all of the, um, you know, issues about, you know, is she going to Know be able to have these relationships with friends. She was going to a new school, so mm-hmm. there was all of this. I had a lot of um, concern um, over that, and also to learning, uh, because to be yeah. quite honest, the the spring was um, w- was just not. It it was it just didn't work well. Um, But people also didn't know what was, you know, how to do those things at that time. So, you know, you know, but I, you know, we live off of our experiences. And so, uh, but she was really reluctant to go back in person. Uh, She had a lot of her own fears about her own personal safety and even how she would be able to interact um, under social distancing uh, requirements. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, why is that stressful? Because as a mom, we have all of the stress, but, you know, we want our, all of these things for our kids. Uh, but, you you know, thinking about that and knowing what her stress level was and going back and my, you know, in my stress level and keeping her at home, uh, we just, I decided really I had to honor her mm-hmm. where she's at and, and know that that path, whatever, whether we think it's right or wrong, that. At the end of the day, we had to come to terms with that. And we did. And she's actually thriving Mm -hmm. uh, right now. And so uh, instead of being scared about the situation, uh, we made some really concerted efforts to really talk through it. And not run from it, but there was a lot of anxiety. Just you know, as much as mindfulness and stuff that I do, I have a lot of anxiety over what's going, what's going on. And then my 17 year old transitioned to a boarding school, mm-hmm. and people said, "Why are you? she's in New Hampshire?" She said, "Why are you sending her to New Hampshire during you know we're still in the pandemic?" And it and and I had a lot of fear too about oh my 17 year old is going to be going off to another state. I literally have to get on a plane. <laughs> four hours, you know, to to be able to get to her. Right. Um, and I didn't know what that looked like. And there was a lot of unknowns during this time. But mm-hmm. we decided uh, that that was important for her to go because we've always um, taught our girls that they should pursue their dreams and they should pursue, uh, you know, you talked about reinvention, you know, just invent yourself the way you want to. And mm-hmm. she's there. And, and the first few weeks were hard. You know, I mean, it was hard to make some friends, It, you know, was hard for us, you know, as parents, but she's loving it. She's thriving. And um, so that fear of the unknown, um, we didn't let that take us down, for lack of a better word. We, we used it to propel us and and to, you know, and being mindful and having those conversations to be able to get through that.
2: So you, as a family, have been strengthened, I imagine, by the fact that you just looked at what was really in front of you, like what did each one of your daughters really prefer, and then you work together to try to find the best route, the best pathway, uh, so that it would um, reduce your stress and also uh, lift everyone up so that they could have what they wanted. I think that's lovely. So, you know, you really empower working moms in order to do this kind of things, to navigate their stress and talk through things. So why do you think women have trouble choosing what is right for them? Uh, guilt. Guilt. <laughs>
3: Guilt and expectations, nah. right? So, you know, I, and I, and I don't want it to be that men don't have, you know, they're not equally concerned about their children or their job. Um, but there is something different for working moms. Right. We have these expectations about what we should be as moms. We are the nurturers. We traditionally have been the nurturers, you know, they're, they've done uh, studies about how many hours a working mom spends Mm -hmm. um, between the childcare duties, working things in the house, as well as working. And it's 98 hours a week. Whoa. Yeah. That's more than two full-time jobs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why we have trouble choosing what's right for us. We don't ever have this time and moment where we can really sit back and think about, you know, we're just, you know, you talked about being on the go, we're on the go, go, go. And we have all of these expectations. So, you know, I, I work, but I should, you know, make brownies and cookies for the PTA bake sale, because I want my kids to know that I'm there for them. And because that's what they may be seeing other moms do, that's maybe what we expect that we should do as a mom. And we may not have that time necessarily to do that, or it may not really be our value system, right? It may not be that that baking those cookies um, is really important. And if it is, great, but if it's not, we just, we put that on ourselves. So though that, that guilt about if I do this, am I really going to be um, nurturing my children? right? And a lot of times, if something goes wrong, at the end of the day, people will look back and say, well, was your mom at home? You know, was your mom there? Did you feel like your mom was, you know, like you could go to your mom? You don't really hear that being said a lot about fathers. And in fact, when fathers decide to stay at home or do Uh, more of the duties in the house they're lauded like oh that's great you have a great husband or you have a great partner Um, but we're not (laughs) you just you know and so we want to do everything we want to make up for this time that we feel that we're not there for our children so we end up doing everything
2: Yeah, you know, this, uh, it's interesting, because I am nodding my head, because I can recognize that I had these same experiences and feelings, you know, when my when I was raising my children. And that's been some time ago, but it's really kind of, um, I'm sad that the society hasn't come a little bit a little bit further, and uh, you know, in that period of time between, because you know, our beliefs, our societal beliefs, keep us locked into this way of thinking that isn't really healthy and happy for anyone. It's not healthy to put so much pressure on ourselves. It's not healthy to compare ourselves with other people and always find ourselves coming up short, which I think a lot of women do. So, so you know, for women to de-stress their life. What does that really boil down to?
3: Well, it really boils down to understanding what our own value system is, what we want. Mm-hmm. We really have to sit back and think about what kind of relationship do we wanna have with our children? What mm-hmm. kind of values do we want them to see from us? What do we want a relationship to our part, with our partners to be like? And what we, do we want to do at work? you know, like what are these things that we want to accomplish and understanding that really then helps you put into perspective. So if, you know, if you, if your relationship with your kids is that you want them to be able to come to you with, most things people will say everything, but I'm I'm also realistic. I know my kids don't come to me with everything. Um, they come to me with a lot more. Uh, you know, we talk about these minivan moments. I have these minivan moments with my kids where they just like verbal vomit um, in the car to me, and I'm like, okay, well, like I'm listening as I'm driving, but,
2: but that requires um, that you set aside time to to let that evolve naturally, right? I yeah, mean-
3: absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. and they—they they know. You know, you—you you create this. They'll know. And if you want to have that, then it, then you baking the cookies for the PTA bake sale. And I just—I really don't want it to be like PTA bake sale is a bad thing because it's not. They do wonderful <laughs> stuff. I've been involved in the PTA, um, right. and and they really do. They help. Uh, they help at the schools and the children. But then you can make that choice. You know what? Um, that's not going to get me in front of my kid with the kid talking to me. Right. However, it actually may, if you bring your kids into baking those cookies, so instead of doing it at midnight so mm-hmm. that it's ready to go in the morning, um, you know, it's, okay, let's bake these cookies together for the bake sale. Let's mm-hmm. talk and let's do. So you'll, you'll start to be able to think about the daily things that you do in life uh, to be able, um, you know, to create that relationship that, that you want. You want that closeness with your partner then you're also going to have to know that all of the hours after work can't all be about the children, Mm -hmm. That you'll have to carve out some time for your partner. And then there are times that you're also going to have to know too, that if there are things that you want to do and move forward at work, that you may have to spend a little extra time, or you'll be more dedicated during the day while you're at work to get those things accomplished so you can move, you know, to those next levels.
2: And I know uh, you have a really great system that you help yourself figure this stuff out. But before we get there, what you're saying in general is that women deserve to take a breath, step back and really look at what they want in each area of their life. What do they want with their relationship, with their child, and at work, and you know, with and knowing what your your real uh, values are, which we're going to talk more about too. But the thing that I know about women is that they get going so fast that they don't have the courage to really step up and say, "Hey, I need something too."
3: Yeah, and some and some of that too is just knowing. So again, I'm going to go back to the 98 hours a week. So why are we spending 98 hours a week? It goes back to that guilt and the expectations. But why are we always doing the laundry? Cooking the meals, Mm -hmm. you know, taking care, like making the appointments for the kids, dental appointments, medical appointments. This is where now. I, I say this, I know not every person, some people are in a single parenting situation. It's much harder, you know, that, but if you have a partner then your partner needs to also come to the table and, Mm -hmm. and take on some of those responsibilities so that you have time to create those relationships and, um, make those goals that you want for your life.
2: What and I also, what I learned is that I had to step back from being a control freak. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, absolutely.
2: Others other people do it their way instead yeah. of always doing it my way.
3: Yeah, so I'm gonna can I tell you a funny, a funny story? So yeah. when my uh, when my youngest was younger, she was a toddler, must have been about two or three, and my husband had to go get an eye exam done, and he had the kids that day. He had taken the day off, and I I actually went to work, and I actually had this. Uh, let me just tell you about control freak, okay? So mm-hmm. like I had everything prepared for the girls and for you know the two, when she was two or three, and you know the bag and everything, and so he's telling me later on at home, he's telling me this funny story. Of like he couldn't put uh, my youngest one down because she didn't have shoes, and I said, "Well, why didn't she have shoes?" So he said, "Well, you didn't put them in the bag." <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, it was like a you had. To, I mean, that was like it seems like a small thing, but I, you know, after that, I was like, you know what? This is like I'm doing too much. Like I'm enabling him. Right. He doesn't well, have this- to think about anything.
2: This is a good point is that because we want to be perfect and we want to control things and we want to make sure everything is just right for the people we love, we actually, um, you know, disempower other people to step in and do their part of the job. So um, we have to take another break, unfortunately, but when we come back, I want you to continue to share your journey from, I, I know that you told me that you were kind of like a big ball of stress and you actually really didn't like your life. So let's take one more break and then we'll get into that. We'll be right back.
3: Hey moms, do you wanna be more present with the people you love and earn what you deserve at work while having more fun? Do you need to set new boundaries based on your core values and goals? I was totally burned out physically and emotionally exhausted. I felt like there was never enough hours in the day. My kids were suffering, my husband was upset, and I hated my dream job. Luckily, I found the secret to living a mindful and calm life. I spend more time with my family and receive the promotion I wanted at work. I can guide you to your personal pathway to a peaceful and meaningful life through my one-on-one coaching and virtual retreats. For more information, email me at ishmodak at gmail.com. You deserve to enjoy your life.
4: According to the American Medical Association study on how women physicians are prepared for retirement, over half of women physicians believe they have unique or more complicated financial needs than their peers in other professions. Teresa Lieutenant believes that every high-earning woman deserves a truly personalized, not cookie-cutter financial plan, so she will have the best chance of pursuing her vision for a happy, healthy, and wealthy life. Explore your financial potential by joining our mailing list at ReinventingHerMoney.com.
1: Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150.
2: We're back. It's Teresa Leftennant at A Wealthy Life for Her. And we're talking to Dr. Ish Modak, And she's a physician, a wife, and a mom. And she's helping us uh understand some really great ways that we can all reduce our stress. And you know, before we went to break, we were talking about how you really got yourself to a point where you could not deal with really anything. Your uh Your blood pressure was up, and I'm assuming your relationships are suffering. So tell us your story of how you started to move from being a stress ball to being a calm, patient wife and mother.
3: Yeah, so this really all came to a head in 2016. I mean, I was... um, I was that picture perfect, you know, almost close to complete burnout where I was giving everything uh, to everybody else. And, you know, sitting at uh, there are two things that happened. One was uh, sitting at the dinner table one day Um, we were having dinner. We were having leftovers. And to talk about, you know, this selflessness. um, I was the, there, there was some, I, I can't even remember what it was, but there was the last part of a leftover and I'm just waiting because I'm wanting to make sure that everybody else at the table, the kids and my husband would get it. And, um, it, they were looking at me like, you know, why don't you just go ahead and take this? And I'm like, no, no, if you want it, you can take that. And it was really my kids who were just like, if you want this, take this, we don't, you know, it's like, it's okay, you know, and, and then also the other thing that happened at the dinner table is I'm like my, it was, she was eight, you know, years old at the um, time. This may not have been around that time, but I remember when my oldest was eight, like I'm sitting at the dinner table crying because Mm -hmm. of thinking about her graduating 10 years, you know, Mm -hmm. from being eight. And She's just like, she's like, mom, like, I'm here right now. Like, basically they're all looking, like, People at the table are looking at me, my husband and the kids and are like, this is a crazy lady because here we are here right now. So not really stepping into that moment. But also in 2016, um, I went on a girls retreat with some college friends and, you know, talk about the blood pressure, like during that retreat, my heart rate was up like I knew my blood pressure was up. I was just really, I thought, I'm like, I'm going to have to go to the emergency room. Cause I, I just really felt like there's just, it was just too much. Like my body was literally feeling like it was shutting down. And really that was a very pivotal moment. Like all, I, I came back and I really knew at that point, like I had to make some changes. And as a physician, I have always touted doing mindfulness and meditation techniques. It really does help. There's a lot of science that we're not going to go into detail about today, about how this can help with um, anxiety. It can help with lowering blood pressure. Uh, it can help with our digestion, all sorts of things. And I really said, you know, I really need to start down this road and do this for myself. So I started and really started with simple breathing techniques mm-hmm. and moved um, into more detailed meditation stuff over the last years but it took a year for me to really um see doing this on a daily basis seeing how i could calm down how i could be in the moment and be present and my kids will say you know i'm very different now in the in terms of when a situation happens it's not that it doesn't bother me it's not that i don't get upset about things but i'll really think through that and be like okay what's going on here in this moment Right, And that has been really transformational because I don't know if I would have survived this part of the pandemic, is I really use that when we went on the, the huge stress part early on, still stressful. Um, and I was really, my hours where I wouldn't come home until eight o'clock at night, mm-hmm. had I not had that, it would have been very difficult right. for me to survive that. So when I got home at eight, I knew I'm gonna be present with my family. And they mm-hmm. never felt that I wasn't there for them.
2: Uh, so, you know, it could have been worse, but because you had already developed some of these techniques that you had had reduced your stress level before, and you do feel it physically, don't you? I mean, uh, I, I, I know that I've been there too. So what it starts with is, is you have to give yourself permission to figure out what you really want in areas of your life. And yes. then you mentioned before that Really evaluating your value system. Can you talk yes. more about that?
3: Yes, it's really. Uh, you know, I take people through really sitting down and thinking about their values. I think we all have this sense of like what a value is and and you know what that means. But oftentimes we've taken on the value system of society, which is not all bad. But sometimes they are in direct opposition to who we are on the inside as people. So it's really sitting down and thinking about, you know, if you want to, you know, if faith is an important part of your value system and you are constantly feeling like you're not really having the faith life that you want, then you're going to be stressed out. And sitting back and really saying, what does that mean to me? What does faith mean to me? What does wealth mean to me? You right. know, so women especially will talk, will, uh, shy away from talking about wanting money. We're not supposed to want money. We're not supposed to charge, you know, th- you know people for money. we're supposed to give. And it's be- and when P- when women are going into business, this is a this is a huge barrier. She can mm-hmm. want money and it can be a very positive thing because it opens up a lot of doors and possibilities for other things. So if you want to be of service, right. it will help you do that. Yes. Right? But it helps you align what you do during the day and what you do you know, over a course of a year and over a course of a lifetime, when you can go back and say, why am I not happy? Am I living my values?
2: Right. And those are guideposts uh, for decision-making and um, for saying yes and for saying no, which I know that uh, another way to manage stress and reduce it is to learn how to say no.
3: Absolutely. Create those boundaries. Yes. yes. Right. And if you, if you can say no, it, no is not a bad thing. <laughs> Right. No is uh, one of the most empowering words um, in in our uh, in our system, um, and it's very clear across languages what no is. You don't have to know any other language to know that somebody in a different language is saying no. <laughs> you know, and so uh, yeah, it really it, the knowing those values in, in your kids, your partner, your people at work, they will know how you operate. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there are there, some, if, if you, there yeah, are some
2: ahead. really great resources online for uh, lists of values so that you can get into a, gr- a good conversation with your family and yes. uh, really explore it together, right?
3: Absolutely. Um, because you'll find things out about what the value system are for your kids and, and for your partner. Um, and, you know, we do this, you know, if you most corporate organizations, all of them actually have, you know, a value, a vision statement, which is really an a mission statement, uh, which incorporates the values um, of that uh, of the work. And so when you know your values, even when you go to work, you're like, does this organization align mm-hmm. with, you know, who I am as a person so our organization uh, you know has these has these four pillars our mm-hmm. four pillars are we take care of our patients we take care of each other we take care of the institution and now I'm uh, now I'm blanking on the fourth one <laughs> uh, we take care of the system yeah. you know and so, You know, those are very, a lot of that is who I am as a physician and who I am as a person. And because very easy to align because uh, I'm working at an institution that is in alignment with my values. And as a working mom, it helps you align your position in the working world. So you know that what you're living at home is what you're living at work as well.
2: Right. So basically, we've run through some great things. First, we decide what we want we get really clear about our top values. I, I um, coach my clients to have five top values, and then mm-hmm. to really look at how they're living them in their lives and how they could live them better. Uh, and then um, one other piece I want to bring in quickly is the the piece about how you respond to things. Uh, you and I talked about this is that there is a word called responsibility, and it can be it can mean different things to different people, but what it means to me, and I'll ask you, it means that it's our ability to respond in the moment, the ability to respond as opposed to react. How does that come into the whole conversation around stress?
3: Yes. And so once you start down this road of really doing mindful techniques, it really allows you actually to, so what it does is it calms down that emotional center. Because the emotional center is not the thinking center. It Mm -hmm. is the center that reacts. But it calms it down a little bit so that your thinking center, which we call the frontal cortex, can really come into play so you can make those decisions that you need to. And it gives you a moment to really feel what is going on in your body. And that becomes also very important because once you feel it, so sometimes if you know that, if you know what sadness feels like, really feels like in your body or anger, even joy, then you're going to have a better response to it. So how this, how this is translated over time for me is I know that when my chest starts to tighten, something is, I'm getting angry about something. So right. before the actual anger, so the anger is already hitting me. Sometimes we there's a delay. The anger is already hitting me. Now I know that. And I'm able then to actually take a step back and say, okay, something's going on in this situation that's not making me feel right. What is that?
2: And that is the taking a breath, being mindful, checking inside, and before you react. Yeah. Because the reaction can get you a response you don't really like.
3: Absolutely. Right. So the, the, it, you know, it takes the physiology, the physiological response, and it helps you again, just become really aware of the moment, you know, now I'm going to say this is that this is not a hundred percent because sometimes you can be, you you can make a decision that you don't really like, but what that, what later on, It'll allow you to do as well as it'll allow you to think about that and it'll allow you to, I don't want to say make amends, but make it different the next time or be able again to still respond because we always have every moment is a moment to be different than what we were from the moment before we have that control.
2: Right. Right. And the good news is, is that this, you know, you refine things as you have experiences, you learn from your experiences, and then your value system gets uh, more clear. So I want you to quickly tell us about this great program that you use called STOP to help you manage your stress and overwhelm.
3: Yes, and so you know, one of the things we've got as working moms, we've got multiple things that we need to do, and um, a lot of times, often we've got a list, right? We, you know, a lot of us are list experts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, so stop stands for the S stands for slow down, and this is really using a minute or two of mindful breathing to be able to just allow yourself to not be in that um, adrenaline system. The T stands for think tank time. So this is carving out um, some time every week and dumping out onto a sheet of paper everything that you feel like you need to get done over the next upcoming week. Mm. Good good things and, and other things. And so I like to put good things on this as well. O is organize. And what this does is really thinking about each of these things and how important they are. So you put them into categories of important and urgent, important, not urgent. Not important, but urgent, and then not important and not urgent. And what that translates to is if it's important and urgent, those are things you have to do. If it's important, but not urgent, those are things you have to decide on. The not important, but urgent things are things you can delegate. And then the not important and not urgent are things you ditch. And then the P is plan. And then you get that onto a schedule. So you put them onto your calendar.
2: I love this system. And although I've heard that urgent, not urgent, important, not important, uh, you just really described it really well. And it's very easy to do. It doesn't take that much time, but it can also make you feel so less stressed because you actually have your life planned out.
3: That's true. And just a word about that, because a lot of times people will say, well, I can't be spontaneous, but you can because- When something comes up, you can decide is does that become important and urgent and you can make that you have control over your schedule to decide if that goes on it or if it doesn't.
2: Yeah, so empowering and you know what what's really great about what you've shared with us today is that just like everything else it just there is a way to make your life better. The question is are you going to take the, the um, responsibility of realizing that it's up to you? So I wanna ask you before you tell us about your um, coaching practice, uh, are you living a wealthy life? And if so, uh, why would you say that?
3: I absolutely think that I am living um, a wealthy life. And that really boils down to the fact that I feel like I am very clear about uh, what my values are uh, mm-hmm. and, and what I wanna do. And I'm able to make take those make and take those steps uh to continue to live life um you know people talk about living on on your terms but that's that's what I'm doing right now mm-hmm. and um the interesting thing is is that when i was at the sort of peak of my burnout or close to it uh i was considering leaving my job you know it was like you know mm-hmm. it was my dream job i was doing you know what i wanted to do and i haven't left it mm-hmm. you know so it's it really Brings back, you know, the joy that I had in the teaching, the joy that I had in taking care of patients, um, but also finding that way to be present for myself and for my family. So absolutely, and it has given me the opportunity to, oh my God, add stuff to my life like coaching. Cause people are like, yes. why are, how are you, why are you doing that? Because I can. Yeah.
2: And because it fills your heart full of meaning and purpose. So how can uh, working moms get in touch with you? Yes, so
3: they can get in touch with me by emailing me. Um, my email is ishmodak at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook group uh, called the Mindful Working Mom Collective and that's what it's titled. So they can search for me um, for my group and um, I am always happy uh, to have more moms um, in there and um, just be a support for each other and guide each other. I put, uh, we have a book club Uh, that we do in there Um, and we just have some fun things that we do and i share a lot of content in there as well so those are the main ways
2: to that is wonderful and thank you so much for everything you shared today i'm i'm excited about sharing this conversation with a lot of women i know thank you so much you're welcome and next week our guest will be monica tar she's the founder of restore and renew and we'll be talking about how women over 50 who sometimes feel like their lives are slipping away with no energy, forgetfulness, increased anxiety, and we're going to talk about how to reverse that trajectory. So thank you for listening and being part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. Thank you for sharing the show. If you learn something, pass it on. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you, Alexis, Lieutenant Gregory, for our theme music. Eric, my producer, and the support staff at Financial Advocates and everyone at KKNW 1150 AM. And remember, financial independence is your birthright. With the right education and empowerment and the right financial advice, You can overcome any financial challenge and create a wealthy life on your terms. See you next week.
4: Teresa Lieutenant encourages women to talk openly about money by providing virtual and live talking circles where members come together in a spirit of trust, respect, and mutual support. Reinventing Her Money also provides financial education, workshops, webinars, speaking events, and transformational experiences to companies and organizations. If your group would like Teresa Lieutenant to speak or facilitate a financial topic for your women's group, learn more at ReinventingHerMoney.com.
1: Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC.
0: Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon, she is a certified financial planner and wealth advisor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at ReinventingHerMoney.com.